to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. It has occurred to me this morning as I am so excited to see some faces. We, there were some kids at the last service. They're not kids now. They're young adults. Um, that They've been in college or out of town. They've moved out of town and they're here. It's occurred to me then that some of you um, that maybe have been out of town or we don't get to see each other very often. So I need to let you know then before we start today that um, after 18 years of getting to be part of the Roswell Presbyterian Church, I have accepted a call to serve as a pastor at a church in Sandy Springs, and today is my last Sunday. I think that I've cried out all the tears, but I continue to be impressed with my body's ability to make more So we're going to do what we can this morning and power our way through this, and then we'll get to be together tonight anyway, so it's it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, so um, we're going to continue our sermon series this morning. Um, We've been looking at living traditions. Each week in Advent, we've looked at different traditions that come along with the Advent season, and then we've been looking at what Scripture has to say about those. This morning, our Advent tradition that we're going to look at is the tradition of gift-giving. So before we look at scripture and begin to to talk and think our way through that, let's go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Holy God, we do give you thanks for this day, for this time to be together, to gather together as a family and be at your feet. God, we pray that you would be present now, that the words that are spoken are your words, the words that are read are your words, the words that are heard are your words. And may this encounter with you be so powerful that we cannot walk away unchanged. Be present, dear God. In your holy name we pray, amen. We are going to read from the first first chapter of the letter that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. I'll start at verse 3 and read through verse 11. So I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, Because of your sharing in the gospel from this day until now, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think of you this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. How I long for all of you with the compassion of Jesus Christ. And this is my prayer. That your love may overflow more and more with the knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best. So that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Friends, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. I love giving gifts. It's, it's one of my favorite. It's kind of like a, like a challenge for me to figure out, like, who do you, what do you like, and, and who are you at your essence, and what can I give you? What kind of gift will show you that I see you, and I know you, and I value you? 
I love to give gifts. I want you to enjoy the gift I'm going to give you. And so when I was in elementary school, I decided that I wanted to get gifts for all of my friends. I wanted to be able to show them how much I loved them and how important their friendship was to me. And so, you know, being in elementary school, things like money and driving weren't options. I couldn't drive all over town, and so I had to think, what can I give my friends so that they will know how much I love them, what they mean to me, how important our connection is? And then I remembered, this is the perfect sign of my love and affection, the friendship bracelet. Now, when I'm in elementary school, this is the heyday of friendship bracelets. You go to Michael's or Walmart or wherever you go, and you get that string that's like looped like this, and then you pull out the long pieces, and you cut them, and you tie them in a knot on one end, and then you tape that knot to a wall or a table, and then you braid, or you tie fancy knots, and, and you create these beautiful masterpiece bracelets that you can give to your friends, and they will know that you love them. Or... You can buy them. You can. So I would, uh, that's, that Christmas, I took a, a handful of quarters, and I went to those little kid slot machines that they have, you know, in front of, like, Walmart or the grocery store or whatever, and I put my quarter in and turn it, and the little plastic bubble comes out, and inside is the friendship bracelet. So I put all my quarters in and bought all of my bracelets for all of my friends, and I wrapped them all individually and took them to school and gave them to my friends so that they would know that I loved them. It seemed so important to me that I could give them a gift to acknowledge how special they were to me and how grateful I was for their friendship. Gift giving is the very reason that we have this letter from Paul to the church in Philippi. Paul and this church have a very special relationship. This church in Philippi, the Philippians church, this is the very first church that Paul ever established on European soil. And they've developed this dear and close relationship so that as Paul has left and traveled around to start churches in all of these other places, he has stayed in, in touch with the church in Philippi and the church with him. And they send gifts, the church sends him gifts so that he has these supplies as he's traveling. It's a way of acknowledging and celebrating their relationship it's a way of thanking him for everything that, they, that he's done for them. It's a way of supporting him as he goes out to do that which God has called him to do. It's a way of connecting, a way of celebrating. So this letter from Paul, it's a thank you note. It's a thank you note for their kindness and their generosity and their gift giving for their support, for their friendship, as they join together, as Paul and the church in Philippi, as they join together to do the work that God's called them to do. Unfortunately, though, Paul has more things that he needs to say in his letter, and not just thank you. What's happened to this church in Philippi is that they've, they've, sent, this, they've sent a friend on to deliver these gifts to Paul. The, the friend's name is Epaphroditus, or something like that. So they've sent Epaphroditus on to deliver these gifts to Paul. The problem is that while he's there, Epaphroditus becomes ill, very ill. So ill that Paul's not sure he's even going to make it. 
And so Paul, as he, he says in his letter, he gives thanks for Epaphroditus. He talks about him as his brother, his co-worker, his fellow soldier, his apostle, and minister to his need. He celebrates the relationship that he has with Epaphroditus, but also that he has with this church in Philippi. But he says he's very concerned. He's very concerned about Epaphroditus, and therefore he's sending him back in order that the community might take care of him. And he sends him back with this letter that we now call the book of Philippians. Paul's concern for his sick friend continues to demonstrate the intimacy of their dear relationship. What's more is it shows the reciprocity in how they care for one another and how they demonstrate that care. They learn from one another and they express interest in the well-being of each other. The relationship isn't based on one person doing all the giving and the other doing all the receiving. But it is the constant exchange of affection and gratitude and interest in the other that continues to build this connection. But here's the thing that's so fascinating about this thank you note. We see, of course, that for Epaphroditus, things are very difficult. And certainly, the Philippians are extremely concerned about the life of their dear friend. But the, the other thing is that Paul is writing this letter from jail. That Paul tells us at the end of this letter that he's concerned. He's not sure how the trial is going to play out. That Paul is also concerned for his very life. So here we are then in a time when both the Philippians and Paul are hurting deeply. They're in places where they're experiencing fear, anxiety, heartache, and pain. Here in this place is where they need each other. Where the gifts are more than just gifts of money or supplies that the church has sent. But here, the gifts for each other it, it, that they're celebrating in this letter is a way of caring for one another, holding one another, claiming hope around one another. And what's so important about this letter is he says that this community, this relationship that we have with one another, is not just because we think each other is really nice. But in the part that we read, and he opens it, and he says, I thank my God every time I remind, remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you. And then he says, we are united and we are connected, not just because we like each other, but because we are sharing together in the grace of God. That we are united in Christ, that we've been pulled together into a family, that we have been bound together in a connection, a bond that cannot break even when the world is broken. The connection that they have with one another it is eternal. That even when our lives take us to places where there's grief, where there is despair, is the grace and presence of Jesus calling us into together in community that cannot be undone. So prison, illness, even death itself will not take away that which Christ has brought together. The gift then is the community. But what's more than that is the gift of community in Christ Jesus, that when God calls us to be together, that we are united that we're all in, we're, we're there, we're here. And so when we talk about the gift of Christmas, I'm super thrilled that the wise men showed up with gold and frankincense and myrrh. But the real gift, the real gift that the coming Christ child gives us, 
is the gift of being together, sharing in the grace of God. But really, I know that you already know this because this is who you are. This is who you have been for almost 185 years. And I know this because I have been the recipient of this precious gift of togetherness in Christ Jesus with you over and over again. 18 years ago, I joined the staff as a young newlywed fresh out of seminary. As a quick side note, I will tell you that yesterday I was telling my children that I was going to say this, and my youngest, who's always so helpful, said, you know, after you say that about how you're newlywed, fresh out of seminary, you need to follow it with. And I'm the same person, I'm just not fresh anymore. (laughs) He's so helpful. When I interviewed at the Roswell Presbyterian Church, this whole building was being built. It was under construction, and they had moved the offices down into the preschool hall. And so I did my interview sitting in these very teeny tiny little chairs. But what it means is that I was here when this building was completed. It means that I can walk through the halls of the building and literally see the story of community that you are. I know the gift of community because I received it from you so many times. When I sat at Sally Hennigan's desk freaking out because figuring out how to be a mother to toddlers is near impossible. She listened, listened patiently and brought me books and told me to go pick my kid up because I was uncomfortable with his childcare. I got to know the gift of community from you when I was just starting out, and I didn't know to make sure in the historic sanctuary that the white rose that sits on the pulpit needs to be scooted out because when you dramatically fling your arms open, the sleeve of your robe will knock the vase, sending the rose off the pulpit, flying towards the sweet widower himself. But after church, he hugged me and told me it was hilarious and wasn't mad that I had sent his dead wife's rose flying through the sanctuary. (laughs) I got to know the the gift of community as you stood by my side when all three of the boys in my house were baptized. I got to know the gift of community from you because you taught me how to be a boy mom. When the Dooley family let their family, they let, they let their kids wear their astronaut costumes for the church pictorial directory, when they outgrew them, they passed them to me and told me to let my boys wear them for the pictorial directory. And I did. And the really beautiful thing about it is we don't do pictorial directories anymore. And so if you open your church app, the picture of my family still has the boys in their astronaut costumes. I got to know the gift of community from you. When as a congregation, you didn't agree on the definition of marriage or how to handle racial tension or when to wear masks, but you still showed up and kept loving each other and kept worshiping together. I got to know the gift of community from you. When Charlie had just moved in with us and his sweet 16th birthday was a few weeks later and I was worried because he hadn't had a chance to meet anyone yet and how will we throw a party? But you covered our porch with gifts and balloons and cards. 
I got to know the gift of community with you because together we have celebrated people we love joining together in holy matrimony. Because together we have prayed to the Lord, begging God to heal people and relationships. Because we've gathered together at gravesides, gravesides because we've baptized babies and children's and compromands and grown-ups. You are a beautiful community who, like the Philippians, share in the grace of God. Because you have been united in Christ, because you care for one another, because you show up for one another, and people know the love of God because of you. What a gift it has been for me to get to experience this gift with you. 18 years ago, I had no idea what I was getting into. But today, as we gather for one last Sunday morning worship together, I know exactly what I have gotten into. And it has been glorious. It has been formative. And it has been more wonderful than I could have ever asked or imagined. You have been a gift and there are not words grand enough for me to share my gratitude. And so I will share with you one of my most favorite verses. It comes from Ecclesiastes 3.14, and it says this. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken away. And I know that God has done this, so that all may stand in awe of God. Dear friends, I know that God has done this. And indeed, I stand in awe, in awe of you, in awe of God, in awe of this time that we have gotten to be here. I want you to know how much I love you, how much I value you, that I am so grateful that even in the moments when we have been in despair, that we have been connected that even in a time when I'm transitioning to a new place, that your heart and my heart have become very old friends. And so it is only fitting that today, that I would give you a gift, a sign of my love and affection. So I got you a friendship bracelet as well. May it be a reminder to you certainly that you and I have been connected. But what's more important than that is that you are connected to one another that you are sharing in the grace of God together as a community, a community who loves well and a community who shows up for one another. An acknowledgement that the Holy Spirit is doing amazing things through the Roswell Presbyterian Church. I cannot wait to see what God does through you. And I am so grateful that for a little while, I got to be part of this amazing story with you. I am so grateful. I love you. Let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day, for this time to be together, to, to, to give you thanks for this amazing community that we get to be a part of. And so, God, we pray that indeed that you would be close, that you would hear our gratitude. Lord, that we would know that in, in illness and in imprisonment, death itself, or even transitioning to Sandy Springs, Lord, in all things, that we are connected in you. Help us to share that grace. In your holy name we pray. Amen.
listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.